Welcome to Wisconsin Week. The talk about the Michigan Mafia is going to have to wait for a couple days. That is Bill Lannis, Jeremy Maybe Brannigan. a couple days. Uh, like, maybe just a little bit, not this Well, show. not in here. Like 12 hours. Yeah. In here, they're not going to talk about it. And on Snap Judgments, brought to you by Byers Auto, at least for now, we're going to talk about Wisconsin because that is what's happening Saturday in primetime. Ohio State uh, going to play the Badgers. And uh, Ryan Day and Jim Knowles gave their Tuesday updates. And it's now time to find out what... Berm learned. Mm. Uh, I, I think the, oh, I the biggest it. thing is that this program is on like high alert for a letdown, right? I think that they seem fairly aware of the fact that people aren't going to let them forget. Hey, the last time you played Penn State, big game like this at home, it was 2017. Then you go to Iowa the next week and get your doors blown off because you had this big emotional win. Um, this, this type of win needs to be a building block for Ohio State and not a, a moment to sit there and think and, and to smell your own, you know, whatever. Farts, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what you did last Saturday. And Jim Knowles made that point pretty clear uh, in his portion of the press conference on Tuesday, which is doesn't matter how good they played on Saturday if they go out and take a step back against Wisconsin. So uh, it, Wisconsin's not the type of team that should challenge you in that way. But I think they are at least philosophically trying to be somewhat in the same vein as Penn State, which is spread them out, but run and, and have the short passing game and that sort of stuff. Um, but they don't have the athletes that Penn State does, but they do have Braylon Allen. So I think it's just like focused on on this game and trying to drown out all the extra noise that people want to talk about right now. Yeah, I, f- I find the conversation odd. Like, if you spend all week saying, well, could be a trap game, don't fall into the trap. Like, we don't, don't keep thinking about Penn State. Like, the more you talk about it, like, that feels like the worst it's going to yeah. be. Like there was a lot of talk. Hey, well, I don't think you talk about it after today. I think you just get into first practice and say Saturday's over. Now it's time to work. Yeah, but they also practice on Sunday afternoons and they have meetings. And I would like they sh- yeah. that should already be done for Ohio State yeah. in my mind. And then, but we didn't talk to him on Sunday. Yeah, I know. I but it was this <laughs> it the conversation. It's like, hey, you haven't had any of these since Iowa and Purdue like five or six years ago. That's like that's like jinxing it. Like that's talking about a no hitter in my mind. Like. Yeah, just this, let it. Just treat it like it's a game, and because that's the only thing they can say. We have to treat this game like every other one. Yeah, I, I, I think if you, I think it c- ceases to become a trap game once you acknowledge talk about it. That it's way. Yeah. Once you know it's a trap house, <laughs> and there's a chance for trap music, uh-huh. it's no longer a trap. Is that? I don't think they're. I don't, I don't, think, they, I don't think those. I don't think they listen to trap music in Madison, Wisconsin. I bet they do. I bet they don't. I don't even know what that is. I just yeah. heard it referenced before. I bet you don't listen to it. <laughs> Have you been to a trap house? I'm not sure what that is either. Why did you bring up either know. of we those things? We were just going to keep saying trap, and I was thinking of all the potential applications for the word trap, trap, trap. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're trying to trap animals. Like, that's badgers. maybe the best They way. do do so that in Wisconsin. You, try, you don't need no stinking badgers. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I don't know that this is... Like, Wisconsin is like a average Big Ten team, I guess. The thing about, like, the Purdue game and the Iowa game is, like, those teams had... NFL players that like kind of did not sync up all that well with what were some weaknesses of those particular Ohio State teams. Uh, Rondell Moore and the tight ends at Iowa, and also JT Barrett lost his mind in the Iowa game, which doesn't help things either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that Wisconsin has like Wisconsin has Braylon Allen, but I don't know that I'm super worried about teams running the football on this Ohio State defense. And while Wisconsin is well intentioned about throwing the ball, they're not particularly good at it, and they have a backup quarterback this week, so. At least for the defense, it feels like a go-take-care-of-business kind of thing. I guess for the offense, there is some stuff to work through against a, a 
decent defense on the road at night, loud environment, maybe some weather like that side of the ball could perhaps get a little hairy at times, but I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. like done worrying about Ohio State's defense. Wisconsin is number six in the Big Ten in scoring offense, number six in the Big Ten in scoring defense. Like they are the, the quintessential middle of the road. Replacement level Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. They can still win the West, right? They can. Yeah. Uh, they need help. If Iowa, it will require Iowa continuing to Iowa, which now is no longer a good thing for them because mm. they can't win that way. Um, your point there about figuring out some of the offensive stuff, Bill, I think that's what I was most interested in. You know, looking at the, the inconsistent part of Kyle McCord's game that comes with being a first-year starter and all that, and like you see the highs of, hey, we're going to throw this bullet into a tight window with three defenders around or come back on the road and beat Notre Dame. We've seen him handle high-stress moments, and it's been some of the easier throws where those have been the glaring misses for Kyle McCord. So trying to you know, understand with Ryan Day and, and, and Kyle McCord, like what – what you can do to work through that, there may not be uh, a direct solution for that. Like that, just be, you know, Ryan Day pointed to practice habits and doing it in repetition. So it may be more of a matter of time, certainly rather than ability, because we know that he has got the, the ability to meet the moment and to make the throws that have to be made. And I think when you're projecting forward, um, you know, does it have to happen against Wisconsin? Maybe not, but you'd like to see another step forward and, and for this offense as a whole, it always is going to start with the quarterback, even though Ryan Day said, well, you, you got to put up the protection, right? You have to get the timing with the wide receivers, and, and everybody is involved in this. Um, you know, some of them were fairly straightforward throws that were missed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you find that consistency in a quarterback? And it does seem to just be a matter of more starts, more time, more reps. Yeah, I, I think so. This, this feels normal, I guess. <laughs> um, That's not normal. Marvin doing the ladder with a big old big, big, big gulp in his hand. Um, we we have not had to watch like a quarterback go through, I guess, growing pains. I would call them here. Like we've been all all been very fortunate, I think, to watch high level quarterback play and to watch it happen almost instantly. Maybe that's not happened in this case, but I don't I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing or or even out of the ordinary for Kyle McCord. I, like going back and rewatching the game, I I didn't feel like he was making poor decisions. I'm like, if he were. That is probably not the best thing in the world. Um, I just think it's about like consistency with throwing mechanics and like Ryan Day. So like get your feet and your eyes right and, and have that be more consistent. I do think that's where Kyle McCord is. If, if I thought, and I'm just a guy watching football, if I thought he was like doing the wrong stuff, I would I would say it or I would ask about it. I don't think that's it. I just think it's comfortability. The, the one thing I do wonder about him is we talk a lot about Ohio State's offensive tackles, their offensive line, and like they've actually been pretty good in pass protection this year. But I feel like at times Kyle is playing like he's expecting to get pressured and like just playing a little fast when, when the pressure's not necessarily there. And maybe he needs to knock that out of his mind a little bit and that would lead to some better, more consistent play. Yeah, but maybe that comes from being a young, inexperienced quarterback and not knowing what the front's going to look like, expecting pressure and in, in an alignment that maybe you normally would get it. I, I think that you're right on though. Saturday like was the first game this season where I don't think he made one or one of those throws. You're like, ooh, why are you throwing that ball? Did one. Which one was that? He like oh. tried to hit Marv down the seam, and Abdul Carter dropped in the coverage and got his hand on the ball and tipped it up in the air. Yeah. I'm going to credit Abdul Carter on that one. He's a really good player. Um, but it wasn't like the the rest of the season where he's had a couple balls where like, ooh, that's a that should have been picked. Mm-hmm. That was a good play by Abdul Carter to get into coverage and stop a play from being completed. But I don't think it was like a, a bad like an interception worthy throw. Um, he's had yeah. those the rest of the season. I don't think he had one of those on Saturday. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's right. Which is, is a step in the right direction against the best defense he's faced so far. So. Uh, I think 
it's interesting that you brought up or that you know you brought it up to ryan day and the first thing you said was practice habits i wanted to ask ryan day today about mccord and say you know following the Penn, uh, the maryland game it was we need to figure out why he gets off to a slow start why does the first half look so different um i i think that saturday night you're going to see a kid who should have some confidence and that's what ryan day said like he's won two really big games this year and he's played pretty well in both of them, especially in the second half. I think you just get a build on it. Yeah. Some of that, of course, just comes from having back all of your weapons. And so if Ryan Day in the, in the Ohio State offense can get a Mecca Luka back, can get a healthy Travion Henderson, it changes the dynamic of the offense in a major way. When you have a home run hitter out of the backfield, when you have a, a security blanket like a Mecca Luka in the slot and it allows Marvin to do more Marvin things, um, not that he shouldn't still be in the slot because he's impossible to cover in that spot. But mm-hmm. um, I just think some of this is like now you're going on four weeks really without your your whole offense back. And that doesn't help a young quarterback either. Yeah, yeah. you touched on it, Berm, there with some of the injury updates. So you can take them for whatever they're worth, which may be nothing. But Ohio Almost S- certainly are nothing. Ohio State uh, believes that all of the big three starters that were missing last week will practice this week. Travion Henderson, Emeka Ibuka, and, and Denzel Burke. My understanding is that Ameke Buka has reached the threshold where a normal recovery would allow him to play on Saturday. Travion Henderson, every single week, has been a matter of like getting up to game time and then making a final decision. I don't think that the injury can necessarily can get much better or worse the way that we understand it at this point. So we will see what the week provides for him. I think at this point that Denzel Burke's situation, he probably wouldn't be ready even as he makes a return to practice this week. We will certainly see and we'll keep our eyes peeled when we're back in here on Wednesday night but those are those uh, injury updates for the starters Uh, when it comes to a a backup and someone that Ohio State has been incorporating for the red zone package Devin Brown it's going to be a couple weeks for him minimum uh, with that ankle injury so Bill you wanted to try and find out what that would mean for uh, is it going to be a wildcat I wanted to know if it even had to be a quarterback and Ryan Day alluded to the fact that Xavier Johnson or potentially a healthy Emeka could play that role but just because Devin Brown is out doesn't necessarily mean that that package is dead. Yeah. I, or does it? I'm inclined to believe that they will not try it until Devin is back and Ryan Day, like for the first time ever, put an actual timeline on someone's injury status. He said probably a week or two until Devin uh, well, gets back. That makes me think like, that it's actually it, worse. It looks no like the check. same situation as Emeka Buka and Denzel Burke probably. So if, just do what you will with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I asked if Lincoln Keenholz can do it because we all know he's very athletic and a lot of people in this building are very high on that kid's future. He's an incredible athlete. He actually is probably the best athlete in the quarterback room. Um, but he's also a true freshman who his football experience was no offense played against athletes from South Dakota, not athletes in the big 10. I don't know knock if you, off, knock off Wyoming. Yeah, not necessarily, you know, and you don't want to be a double knockoff. I don't, I don't know if you want to put him in that spot. Maybe when you come back from the road game and you got a couple, and I guess they're on the road against, against Rutgers, maybe when you come back home, if Devin Brown is still out, you want to, you want to try it there. But I, I would be a little um, weary or leery, I guess, of, uh, of putting Lincoln Keenholz in that spot. Um, so I kind of think they won't do it. What, what I thought was actually more interesting was Ryan Day being sort of non-committal to the, to the question of who is QB2 at the moment. He said he was going to kind of let it play out this week between Tristan Jebbia, who is in his seventh year of college football, and Lincoln Keenholz, who is in his third month of college football, which is an interesting dynamic. You, you know that that's just Ryan Day talk to I, keep. I don't think it is. I think, I it, don't depend, think, it, I think it would depend on the situation. What if in the you, first quarter of a game. If you're forced to go to a, a backup quarterback, depending on how long you would need to go to him, I think the answer changes. That's what I'm saying. I think if, if 
Something how, happened. How? If something happened to Cal McCord and he had to miss the next three weeks, I think Lincoln Keenholz would be the quarterback. If it was for for four snaps or or two series, I think Tristan Jeff finish would be. even finish the game. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. I think it's always the age old question: Who is your backup quarterback in an emergency situation during the game? Yeah. Who is your starter next week? It's a little I think, bit I think different. There are always two and, different answers. And I don't think that you know obviously doesn't want to answer that question. The re- it's it's unfortunate that it's played out this way with Devin Brown a little bit because over the last few years we had these questions about. Why doesn't CJ run? And and part of the answer that was never like the verbal answer was if he gets hurt, for God's sakes, we have no one to back him up. Part of the reason you let Devin Brown do this is because you thought, well, he's our backup. If he gets hurt, eh, I mean, not great, but like, it's like, well, no, you but you're, you're right. Like, it's not, it's maybe there's a, a more considerate way to have that <laughs> conversation, but it, that's the thought process. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Now you yeah. can, now you're in a position Partner. where now Kyle can't afford to get hurt. So, Maybe if you handle it different, I don't know. I, but I, I'm gonna go off. Jack of his. Sawyer wears number 33. Played quarterback in high school. Stop putting defensive players on offense. Jack Sawyer, unless it's unless Cam Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> oh, here you. We tell these guys to lay off. <laughs> Leave them alone. Um, but I'm gonna go on Ryan Day's own history, and that the experience is gonna be the deciding factor. And I'm not just talking about Kyle McCord against Devin Brown. I'm talking about Chris Chuganoff, like. Chugs. Yeah, Chugs wouldn't have been this. Uh, they had no other option. They, if, if Justin Fields would got hurt in 2019, Chris Chuganoff had to be the quarterback because there was no other backup. Well, come on. They didn't just go into the game with two quarterbacks. You could go. Who was the other Who else was on the roster? Matthew Baldwin. It was Gunnar Hoke. Gunnar Hoke? It was Gunnar Hoke and Chris Chuganoff. I don't know. So there was no other option. All right. Maybe you guys are right. I don't know. I think he's going to. I don't buy into the idea that he's legitimately opening the door as Lincoln Keenholz as the backup right now. I would. I'm opening it. You. That's fine. Like, it has to be. Open. I believe the, if I, if it came down to winning the next four weeks with a quarterback, do you think you'd have a better chance with Jibia or with Keenholz? Jibia, because he under, he has been in more ex, high ex, high leverage situations. He's won them. He understands the offense at a level that is even beyond Lincoln Keenholz. I. You you cannot get him ready in one week. They were, Ryan Day, what you guys are, he, I agree. he just got off the scout In team part. to do this this week. He has not taken any reps. I'm just saying. Knowing the full offense. We're on the same page. You guys, th- you guys think in one week that you're going to get him ready I without think, having been through a spring practice or the summer? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that. He it, was here in the summer? Uh, he was here in the summer. I, I haven't heard of for a true freshman to play. Yeah, I know, college football. Also, you're not talking about one week. You're talking about. Again, this is a hypothetical. Yeah, it's a pure hypothetical. That's if, McCord, if something happened discussion. to Calmacord this week, I can't believe what's happening if here. If something happened to Calmacord this week against Wisconsin, we all agree Tristan Jebbia is the most likely candidate to finish this game against the Badgers. And Move. if he wins it, then why would you remove him for a true freshman the next week? Have you Upside, seen, baby. Have you seen the swag, buddy? I am not. Home runs a Tristan Jebbia. <laughs> none of this is questioning his athleticism, bombs. his future, anything. No. You're trying to. Oh, <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be keynotes. Anyway, that's irrelevant. It's a moot point. It's I'm a, just trying to rile them up. <laughs> we just know how angry you are because you're starving. <laughs> so like, we're just going to keep pulling, pulling this away. Um, let's talk defense. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Going into the Penn State game, mm. we would expect Penn State to be a run-heavy team. They didn't run as much as we thought, thanks to Mike Yersich. Uh, but it was the lowest snap count of the season for Sonny Styles with 24 snaps. And my thought process heading into Wisconsin is that they're going to do a lot of the same formation type stuff Penn State did, but run the ball more with Braylon Allen. 
Um, yeah. And I, a year ago, we watched Sonny Styles have a sort of coming out game against Wisconsin because they were the two tight end Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Now they're not really that philosophy. How how much? Uh, I've wanted to ask this in a nice way to Jim Knowles a couple times in the last few weeks, but I, how often is Ohio State allowing their opponent to dictate who's on the field for the defense? And I'm not critiquing the defense. You give up. Well, sure, it happens a lot, but I, I don't. I think, I just, I think it should was be it that, somewhat way, no? interesting that That, that is like, the way it works. Yeah. You you can't force the offense to sub based on who you have there on defense. But it was a guy like Sonny. The whole point is putting him in the nickel is that you can do these things. So, like, against Wisconsin's wide receivers may not be as um, potentially quick or whatever as Penn State's are, but I wonder if you'll see more Sonny or since Jordan Hancock has certainly earned the reps. Like, yeah. how, do you, but, how do you break this down? Because I don't think any of us are right now expecting Denzel Burke to be on the field this weekend based on just yeah uh, timelines. But I guess to my take on your question there is that you still have to react to the offensive personnel. Like that's the way that the game works. And clearly Ohio State views Jordan Hancock's ability in pass coverage as, as much superior right now to what Sonny yeah. is doing. So that's why they're continuing to make those changes. And it's not impacting the defense because they have two guys in the nickel who are both proving equally capable and grading out at a high level and being and having champion performances that are allowing Ohio State to get through this without it having to just be one guy. So if Wisconsin winds up being just a pure run team, then this week would I think the snap count would flip because Jordan would stay out there at corner, which also, you know, is part of his heavy workload. And Sonny would be out there to stop the run the way that he was last year. But I don't I don't think that Ohio State is comfortable now or at least in a place where they think Sonny can stay out there and do everything yeah. at nickel at the level that they want. That's not a knock on him in any way, shape, or form. What it, I'm curious about, and you might have broken this down or looked at it, how many of those 24 snaps was Hancock on the field with him? And if last weekend was an opportunity really to see what Sonny would look like in the slot for a game almost full-time against a team like Wisconsin, that they have one or two outside guys that are decent, but they do not have like a slot receiver type. I didn't break that down. Um, I, I think they probably need to find ways to get them, those two on the field together. It's happened, but it's mostly been like when they when they go, I guess it's like a dime package. Um, those two guys are out there together, and there's only three defensive linemen. But that's the only time I, th I think I've seen it. Um, I don't know what it could look. It's easier now because Jordan can play corner with, with Denzel Burke out. Um, I think it's something they're going to have to figure out as they figure out like the best 11 on defense and who they want to play the most. The problem with like wanting to play the best 11 is they have like 13 right now who are pretty good and probably deserve playing time. Maybe it's even more than that when you factor in some some defensive line. If there are no rules anymore, why don't they just, just play put them all out there? Yeah, um, I I am inclined to believe that this will be more of a sunny game. Like Wisconsin does play much more in 11 personnel than they ever did before. They run the ball out of spread sets more than they ever have before, but I still think they're going to want to run the ball. Yeah. One because Braylon Allen's like kind of all they have on offense at the moment. He's got twenty three catches. He's got eight hundred yards rushing. Yeah, but also like they're going to want to keep the ball away from Ohio State's offense for for whatever we think of where the offense is right now. Every team they play is going to try to keep them off the field as much as possible by running the ball. Their eleven is a bigger eleven than Penn State's would be. Yeah, Penn State played a lot of twelve too. Yeah. All right, anything else that we missed? Uh, confirmed from Jim Knowles that Jermaine Matthews is a dog. I knew it. I told yeah. you that they x-rayed it. Yeah. And they You're saw right. it. I, right. I knew it. I have impeccable sourcing on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Berm, anything from you? No. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing whatever we talk about on Monday, on Wednesday mornings uh, daily. It should be fun. 
Well, everyone wants you to weigh in on it, so you have to. Have you have no, to say. you have no choice in this matter. They want to know what what you feel about it, and so we're going to talk about the mafia up north, and we're and and this latest spying allegations because holy Khalil. cow farts. This is bonkers. So this was about Wisconsin. We will be back on the podcast daily to talk about another team uh, in here as we kick off uh, the Wednesday for you all ahead of a Woody Wednesday with some availability and another version of Snap Judgments that are brought to you by Buyers Auto. If you're looking for a new or used car, choose Buyers Auto. That is Bill Burham. I'm Austin. We'll talk to you later.